Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson. And today we're joined by Dave Sherwin, entrepreneur, certified fitness nutrition coach, and host of The Dairobi Show. Dave shares his seven simple principles for extraordinary health, and we couldn't be more on the same page in our approach to wellness. Join us to learn how to up-level your health by mastering the mundane. Dave, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. I am excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this. I have as well. I, you were kind enough to have me on your podcast, and I'm looking forward to continuing our conversation. Me too. It was a great discussion, and there's, there's always more to talk about. The world of health is so incredibly vast that it's great to, to do a round two and go in different directions. I, I couldn't be more on the same page. I love to start out by inviting you to share with listeners your journey. Most of us don't end up in this world because we dreamt about it when we were little. So what's your story? How did you get here? Yeah, I'll try to keep it brief. I, I, it really started a very long time ago. I, when I was a kid, I was the shy, awkward kid who didn't make friends, who wanted, who cried on the first day of school because I wanted to go home with my mommy. Okay, I was that kid, right? And I was socially backwards and terrified when people paid attention to me, that type of thing. But in about seventh grade, some kids were trying to dunk a small ball, maybe a softball size ball on the low hoop of the elementary school. Maybe it's seven feet high. I was taller than them. And I was like, can I try, you know, and I went up and I was able to dunk this small ball on the hoop. And it was my first memory and this feeling of accomplishment of doing a cool thing with my body, you know, so the, the first memory I have of doing anything really athletic that felt really fulfilling. Okay. And that led to me getting interested in sports and basketball. And it was, it was really formative for me. I eventually went to play on a team. I had to be comfortable with other people. I had to be able to play in front of a crowd. I was introduced to weightlifting and to nutrition and to practicing hard and all the things that come with high school sports. And it really changed my life. It gave me more confidence it, it laid a, a path for me to become eventually an entrepreneur. And I started my first business in 1993 and I've been self-employed ever since. And, and, and that is a hard road and it's been up and down. There's, there's times of plenty and there's times of famine. And I've been through all of it and I could tell you all kinds of yeah, heroic <laughs> and, and terrible stories. <laughs> sure. That combo goes, that's what being an entrepreneur is. Yeah. And, and I finally, I eventually sold a business and, um, and that was really fun. I, I made more money on it than I thought I would. And I was introduced to the concept of buying and selling businesses. And so my entrepreneurial itch went from building businesses to buying and selling, but I had a colossal failure in about 2000. It was, uh, we were, our, we had a business that was run off of five servers. It was an e-commerce business and it was hacked and we could not fix it. And every time we fired up those servers again, the spammer 
who had hacked us started sending out massive amounts of of spam emails off of those servers. And the data farm kept shutting us down. Horrific story, lost a business completely. Went from making a living to bankruptcy, like nothing, no income, suddenly out of the blue in June of 2009. And that was just devastating. And it was a fun business. I loved it. And there's no way I could recreate it because I needed the data off those servers. We had thousands of customers in that business and it was all gone. Well, I was literally calling friends and family. I was like, I'm out of business. I'm looking for something. And my friend, Dan said, Dave, you're an entrepreneur. You're never going to be a good employee. (laughs) But what I don't understand is why have you never done a health business? You are always talking about fitness and races you do and supplements and diets, and you read books about it. Your true interest is health and wellness. And I've never understood why you didn't do a health and wellness business. And the light bulbs went off for me. I thought this is, and I said, well, Dan, what would I do? And he said, well, everyone wants to lose weight. Why don't you find a great weight loss diet and supplement that helps the diet and do a simple, here's a plan, here's a supplement, put up a website. So I went to work, I put up this website, found a product, did some research found a niche, a niche where, where certain people were very interested in rapid weight loss with a low calorie diet. I don't advise that anymore, but at the time it was all the rage. And so I just went with what people were wanting, really. I just went where the, you know, where, where the fish were feeding. Okay. And six months later, we were doing a hundred thousand dollars a month of sales in a weight loss program, wow. something I'd never thought of or entertained before. And so I combined my interest in health and fitness with my entrepreneurial skills and everything I'd learned about e-commerce and boom, all of a sudden I was in the health and wellness business. And it is it has morphed and grown from there. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about weight loss. I've learned about the various challenges that people go through and and that's how I got I got here. It really was through business. And at first it was, wow, this is a great business. But then it very quickly became about people. Very, very quickly, I realized, oh, there are some real world challenges here. There are people who really struggle. People wonder, well, uh, can I do this diet? Because I've had my gallbladder removed. I have a hyperactive thyroid. I have this, I have that. And suddenly I was was like, oh my gosh, I'm in over my head. And so over time I got certification and I had to really figure out what I was doing. I had to hire very professional customer support reps with with experience, had to learn the ins and outs of the FTC and the FDA and all the things you can and can't say. So I went through this massive reorientation from being an entrepreneur really to being a health guy and blended the two together. Which is beautiful. And I love that. I mean, that's what they always say, right? Do, do, that's what I taught my kids. Follow what you love and the business will come from that. And so I love that you, you just reverse engineered it. You got the entrepreneurial thing down first. And then you were like, oh, wait, I can, I can actually spend my days, you know, using the things I'm researching for my own health and wellness, which is fantastic. One of the things I wanted to talk about today, I'm going to quote you directly. You said, you know, in your experience, people (laughs) complicate and stressify health. And I'm always talking about how, you know, stress management 
I used to always say diet is, you know, we always start with diet. I'd say, you know, mm. there's all these pillars, but we start with diet. And then I learned as a coach that I was adding stress by doing that, by jumping right in with people, you know, change this, change that, and not managing stress first. And so just discussing this with you makes me think of my favorite thing. And I apologize to all of the other professors who taught me wonderful things in college. But my favorite thing I learned was in an industrial psychology class. And it was the KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid. And, you know, you can add a nicer S, but that was the 80s and we were politically incorrect back then. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody was offended by it. It was fine. But that's what I really want to talk about today. I know you have these seven simple principles. So it's all about keeping it simple to really help people elevate their health and wellness. And we chatted a little bit off air because I said, oh my gosh, Dave, how are we going to cover all of this? And we decided we're probably not. So if you would start us off with, you know, what are those seven things? And then we'll dig into as many as we can. Yeah. And before I forget, Julie, when you give out the, 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 our, our link to the website and stuff, I have a free PDF called the Dairobi Undiet. It's on the resources pages page of our website. And so people can download that. So you can get the whole story easily there. It's a simple 10 page read and it's very graphical. Your kids could read it in about five minutes. So it shouldn't be too hard. It's an easy read. I love uh, to see simple. I love it. Simple. All about <laughs> we simple. all, we yeah. all like pictures. You know, and Julie, we are flawed. As human beings, we are flawed. We're all very flawed, but we tend to not see our own blind spots. And so when people say to us, we need to manage our stress, we ought to have a meditation program, we ought to do this, we ought to do that. Uh, well, I've heard all those things, and I never started a lot of those things until I was ready. As a matter of fact, I don't do anything until I'm ready. I don't know about you. None of us do. Your listeners. <laughs> there has to be a point in our life where we've reached the mature, either the maturity level, or maybe we're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yep. Who knows? Maybe we just yeah. we just can't do everything at one time, right? So there comes a time we're ready. but. But this issue of de-stressifying, the fact is many, many people enter their diet or their new eating program or whatever it is with the same old mindset that has failed them previously. And they think the new plan is the, pro- is the solution. Right. And, the, and the new plan is probably no better than the last 10 plans. The plan isn't the problem. It's the person taking the same problems from plan to plan to plan. That's the problem. We never want to look at things that way, right? It's hard for us to take total responsibility in our lives. At the same time, Julie, a lot of those plans are ridiculous. They're not sustainable. Right. And no one wants to be without a treat ever again in their life, right? Very few anyway. Many of these diets are just not sustainable. So- what I want to do is read you these seven principles. These are from my 13 years in the health and wellness industry. We've had well over a million customers, Julie. We, I could show, I could write a book just on the support tickets that we have done and the various challenges, the real challenges people face in improving their health. And from my own personal certification, from all that experience, I'm going to read you these seven things. Number one, people don't drink enough water and they drink too much of other stuff. Now this is simple, but Before I read the rest of the list, one more (laughs) principle I want to say, for the vast majority of us, we have to take our mind and our eye off of the silver bullet syndrome that we tend to have 
And we have to learn to master the mundane. If you're to watch a healthy person's habits for a week, if you could just kind of shadow them for a week, it's what not you would that find, exciting. it looks boring. <laughs> yeah. Good health looks boring. Success in business looks boring. There's ups and downs, successes and failures, but there's just a daily general routine that successful people do that leads to success. There's a simple daily routine that healthy people do. And it's not that interesting and often not that different from what unhealthy people do. But one of them is they drink more water and less of other stuff. You got to drink at least half your body weight in ounces of water per day. Number two is you got to eat all your food slowly and mindfully. Again, it's not very hard. doesn't cost any money, but it's incredibly important. We can come back to why that is if you like. Number three is intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is not a fad. No. It's not new. It was the way our ancestors evolved and lived for hundreds of thousands of years with a circadian rhythm based on the rising of the sun and the setting of the sun and eating during that time. And it took a little time. They couldn't just walk to the fridge and get food, right? So our body has the genetics to thrive on eating a little later in the morning and stopping eating after sunset. And we're set up for that. And the science is there to back up that modern humans also thrive when they eat that way. Number four is we all need to eat healthy proteins, fats, and carbs. Those are the three building blocks of health. And some diets kind of ignore those. You can't ignore those. You need carbs for hormones and for energy and the other things that they do. You need, you need protein. It's the building block of your body. You need fat for your soft tissue and a lot of other reasons. And if you can get all three with each meal, you will be much healthier than the average person. Number five is observe a simple supplement strategy. The biohacking of the last 10 to 15 years has been so educational for all of us. Millions of people have had blood work done, millions of, and guess what? The biohacking industry attracts healthy people. So already above averagely healthy people have had tons of blood work done and found out that there are certain things that are deficient in no matter what. A quick example, 76% of Americans are deficient in vitamin D. They're eating plenty of vitamin D, but it's not absorbing. They're not getting it from the right sources. Okay. And so it's just not in the food, but for whatever reason, and this is something you can easily test for yourself. There's and a should. certain <laughs> and should on a regular, I test every six months, Julie, I don't know about you, but. Oh, at least. <laughs> wonderful. Yep. And for those of you listening, there's a great lesson right there, but what you're going to find is that there are certain things you should supplement on, and I'm happy to talk about those. Number six, we need, to, we need to move our body daily. I love the term PMP, personal movement plan. And for those of you listening, just ask yourself, do you have a personal movement plan? And maybe there's a couple test questions I can do. What was your exercise this morning? What was it yesterday? What's it going to be tomorrow? And what realm of health will it focus on? Strength or cardio or mobility? Will it be a HIIT workout? or a long, slow, steady workout. It doesn't matter as long as it's part of your plan that works for you, but most people don't have that plan. And worse, they don't move their body daily. And so they're too sedentary and they are causing mobility problems in the future. Their future lives are, are leading to hunched back, you know, shortened hip, you know, hip tendons and just lack of mobility. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I, I want to, whenever my life ends, I want it to be I want to be as healthy as possible. You know, I want to, I want to live still young be... until I'm done. 
That's it. That's I love that. Okay. That's you, you, you nailed it. I love that statement. I'm going to steal that. I, I'm writing it. I was like, wow, where'd that come from? <laughs> oh, you just made that up. I <laughs> a flash of genius. I will credit you when I say it. <laughs> and the last one, Julia's get seven to nine hours of sleep every night and uh, try to make that at a consistent time as much as possible. Our modern lifestyle is making it difficult to do all seven of these things. At the same time, our modern lifestyle gives us all the tools we need to do them at a very high level. It's kind of a catch-22. They're easy to do and they're easy not to do. But Julie, I absolutely believe that if your listeners would do these seven things and forget keto and forget all of the diets they've ever heard of before and forget everything difficult and actually just settle settle back and go, okay, today I'm going to drink enough water. I'm going to eat healthy carbs, fats, and protein. I think I'll, I'll stop watching Netflix a little earlier and I'll go to bed at 10 or 1030 and, and so on. And just live that way. I'm telling you, you'd be amazed how healthy you're going to be in six months. I hear, hear, can we just play that on a loop? (laughs) 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 It's, and they, and they do all support each other. You know, you're talking about eating on the circadian rhythm and sleeping and moving and all of these things, if we simplify it and, and I love Oh my gosh, there's, I, I want to talk about all seven. Love, I want to underscore what you said uh, about the food. And I, and I, I am always, I say there's no one right diet, but the, but the or eating plan, but the one thing is real food, right? And you mentioned yes. quality proteins and fats and carbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and carbs, I'm going to underscore carbs are not evil. We all we need carbs. We all need carbs, but we need healthy carbs. And, and I, I joke, I tell people, people say, you know, well, you know, what about plant-based? And I say, well, I eat plant-based. It just also has animal protein, on it. but my plate is always covered in vegetables. It just also has really good, high quality, healthy protein with it. Julie, many people mistake the word plant-based for vegan or vegetarian. Plant-based is not, I mean, if you're going to be vegan or vegetarian, then be (laughs) vegan or vegetarian. Plant-based literally means what it says. It means that the basis of your diet comes from fruits and vegetables. Now I forgot a major point, but you'll, those of you who read the book would catch this. When we talk about eating healthy carbs, fats, and protein, we want five to nine servings of fruits and veggies mixed into that. Now, yeah. veggies and fruit may, should make up most of your carbs. That Those are carbs. Yeah. Carbs don't come from a bag. I mean, they they, they do, but but Not the carbs that I'm talking quality. about don't, don't have nutritional facts. They don't have boxes yeah. and they do require refrigeration. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Well, and that's, you know, people will say to me, well, can I do this eating plan? You know, then what's the difference between this or keto or then you're tweaking, right? Then it's just, where is your level of fat versus your level of carbs? And not everybody has to do keto and not everybody should do keto. But, but if you're starting with those three key ingredients on your plate, I love that you said every meal People are shocked when I say, yeah, you should have vegetables with breakfast. They're like, oh, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. And and you know what, though, once you get it, do you know how I got vegetables with breakfast this morning? I how? slathered my eggs with guacamole. Yum. It's delicious. 
It is. It and is. it's just I'll- adding a fat, some fat and, and, and carbs, healthy carbs and a vegetable into an otherwise usually vegetable-less meal. Yeah. And I, Salsa, I love same way. Yeah. I, I love always having like a big pan of roast veggies in the fridge where we can just, I can add them to any meal without thought. I want to back all the way up. I just mm. had a conversation with a doctor I work with last week about water. Okay. So I do want to go all the way back to. I'll have a drink of water while we discuss this. <laughs> I will toast you with mine. It is something that our conversation was was a reminder for us when somebody has. Oh my gosh! I mean, there's just a list of symptoms or things. I I don't remember if it came up with dry skin or what it, what it was in this particular case. But a reminder for the coaches, the practitioners to back up and see, remember to ask, are you drinking enough water? Right. Because it's, it's question so basic it's question that number I one. to ask. I know. It's the, the number one question that almost no doctor asks, almost no, yep. almost no doctor has ever asked me, how much water do you drink and what do you eat? Yeah. It's absolutely it's bizarre. It makes absolutely no sense. A person comes in, oh, I feel like crap. Oh, well, give me a, you know, keep, keep track of what you eat for the next three days and come back right. and see me. Nice. That's all they have to do to start with. And you find me a doctor that does that. It's absolutely psychotic. I, I'll give you, I could give you an example. Let's put this in real life. So this guy comes into a doctor who says, uh, I've been to multiple doctors. I have high blood pressure. Nothing touches it. I'm on five medications. Oh, wow. This doctor had common sense. She said, keep track of what you eat and drink for the next three days and come back and see me. (laughs) He comes back. He's a construction worker. He was drinking 15 Gatorades a day on the construction site. Wow. His sodium level was jacked. She took him off the Gatorade and then later took him off all the the drugs. Yeah. Yeah. But five doctors before her didn't ask what the freaking guy was putting in his body and just gave him a drug. Yeah. Which absolutely is absolutely bizarre. I believe, and there are good practitioners in every area of medicine, but the, the functional medicine approach is so effective. Yeah. Time. Um, <laughs> Welcome dogs. I, I warned you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so effective in because most Western trained docs don't ever ask what you're eating. I've worked with diabetics that were never told, Hey, how about don't have oatmeal for breakfast? If you're a type one diabetic, Yeah. And nobody had ever explained, you know, that carbs drive blood sugar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I don't want to get too off the track. And no, like you said, no. I don't also don't offend anybody. But again, this is about you, listener. Those of you listening, this is you make sure you understand these principles. We're not going to change the entire medical community, although I think it is going in a positive direction at the moment. It but is. it really, we the only person we can control in this life is ourselves. And so this is all about doing what's best and figuring out the best lifestyle for us and our family. And it is the it's the simple things that are so empowering. Yeah, the quote unquote, just drinking water. I know I actually have one in my family. There are actually people who don't like water. Like they just don't like how it tastes. And so then we need to do, you know, simple things to, to, to get it. I can't imagine. I love water. I, it's not something I ever have to think about personally, 
you know, am I getting enough water? But it is, uh, we are made of water. And I, I have a few, you know, th- this is one of our products, Vimeo's Miracle Minerals. And I don't know, is your podcast video or you just p- produce the audio? We'll have video as well, but audio will release okay. first. So for those of you that can't see what I just showed, it's basically, it's a trace mineral product. Now, if you add trace, for those of you who drink water and it hurts, and Julie, you'd be amazed how many people fall into this category. They actually drink water and it feels like a rock sitting in their stomach. That's how they often describe it. Now, chances are their water is too hard. And if you, this is a little known trick, but if you add trace minerals to your water, it breaks down the surface tension of the water and it doesn't give that effect. Plus it's more hydrating. The water gets carried to the cells and absorbed better. So that's a great trick. Adding flavorings to your water, herbal teas, lemon, ra- you know, raspberries, strawberries, cucumber. cucumber, all that stuff takes a, just a little bit of effort, but once you're in the habit of it and you got these things on your grocery list and you're adding to your water, all of a sudden water becomes crisp and satiating and satisfying. And, uh, and it's well worth overcoming these other chemicals that you're drinking and becoming a fan of water. I love that. I, I just, again, it's the, it, it's as simple as it gets. <laughs> Really? Let's talk a little bit about, this is the second time today this has come up for me, and I am such a believer. Let's talk a little bit about this. Why does it matter if we eat slow, if we're mindful? Some people say if we're grateful. Uh, what, what, how, what does it matter how we eat if we're eating good stuff? It matters in in a variety of ways. So if we're with other people, it matters socially that we're actually enjoying the company and we're, we've got our phone upside down and we're paying attention to the people that we're with. Physiologically, it matters even more because our stomach is not a hole at the bottom of our throat that's just full of stomach acid that just absorbs the food. Our stomach has a, has a series of folds. Now, first of all, slow eating starts with slow, not necessarily slow chewing, but lots of chewing. Chewing. We should chew to the consistency of applesauce. That's working in the enzymes, especially those enzymes that break down starch and carbs. Then when we swallow that food, it goes starts going through the folds of the stomach. Now, the hormones in our stomach that determine that we're full are, are not perfect. They're about 20 minutes behind. So what happens is when we eat very quickly, the food is hitting the beginning folds of those stomachs of our stomach, not chewed enough. So the enzymes that need to be there aren't there. And then the stomach is working slowly to work it through all those folds and work all the new enzymes and then the stomach acid into the food. And the problem is we put too much food on the, at the top, the beginning of that process when we eat quickly. Then later we're notified that we're full. The hormone triggers the brain, but we're, it's too late. It's too now late. We're, un, we're uncomfortable. Studies show that people who eat solely and mindfully eat 20% less food. And other studies show that the average person who gains weight and is obese by the time they're 40 does it by eating about 20% too much food. This literally could solve the problem because many people, Julie, they're at their ideal body weight when they're 20 and they're obese when they're 40. And they do it at about a rate of 20 of sorry, two pounds a year, which is over 20 years, about 40 pounds. And now you're obese, 40 pounds heavier than you should be. And so it wasn't a lot, Back to this master the mundane and the boring aspect of health. Yeah. You're just trying to keep off to get your ideal body weight and then don't add two pounds a year. Right. Right. And eating slowly and mindfully could be step one to reversing the process for most people. 
I love, you know, you mentioned before um, the idea of intermittent fasting isn't new. As you started talking about chewing and getting to the consistency of applesauce, my grandfather, and he was a character, used to always say, you know, chew until you barely have to swallow. Like that was, and that Uh, man could chew. I mean, his enzymes were working. Um, Yeah. But if we think about too, so many of the people I work, you know, have digestive issues, whether they're aware or not, and, and, you know, supplement with enzymes. And here's a way for free to get that going and start that digestion working properly to begin with. Can, can I tell you something really cool, Julie? Please. My last biohack test personally was my first GI tract test. I've never ah. done one before. I usually do blood work. I did my first GI test. So I, I, a nurse calls me up to do a Zoom call to go over the results. And she's acting kind of funny, like, oh, wow, this is really an interesting test. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And so I told her, I'd give me a bit of my, bit of my background. I said, why are you asking? She says, I've done 2000 of these and this is the best one I've seen. Yep. And I was like, yes, yes. And she wanted to know what I was doing. Well, I just gave you all the answer. You see, <laughs> we talk about the GI tract test for those of you listening, basically saying how well you're doing in your, your microbiome and your gut health, right? Gut health is a big sure. deal. We all know it. Well, guess what? I think that eating vegetables every day Stopping eating at dinner time and giving my stomach a lot of time to process everything is all I really need to do. And so I don't do much. I don't do anything special. I don't do anything really exciting. I don't follow a named diet. I just follow these principles. And I got to tell you, Julie, it was, the, it was so validating to have a scientific study tell me that these things flat out work. And I'm having her on my podcast, actually, to to go over this and then to encourage other people to do the the same thing. So anyways, just total validation. I hope it doesn't sound like I'm bragging. I'm I'm excited about it. I don't mean to come across as arrogant or something or better than anybody else. To me, it was just a tribute to the simple system. The simple system may sound simple, but it's incredibly effective. Super effective. And as somebody who looks at labs a lot and orders labs a lot for my clients. When you get that rare standout, I recently had that with a a toxin panel. And again, I specialize in autoimmunity. And and so, you know, really ugly looking toxin panels are are typically what come across my laptop. And I had one client, I was like, holy cow, you are a clean (laughs) bean. Like I have, and her answer was, well, I should be, I've been working on it for 20 years, you know? So, and again, she hadn't done anything drastic or dramatic either, but I love the, that whole back to basics. You said earlier, you know, yes, we have all these excuses with how we live to be pulled away from these basics, but then we also have all these tools that make it easy once we start creating those routines. 
That's right. And so my my invitation to people is to just let go of everything you've struggled with, everything that's difficult, and to learn to master the mundane, get back to the simplicity of health. You're made up of water, so drink lots of water. You need all the elements from carbs, fats, and protein, so get them. What you can't get from those, take through supplements. And uh, you're going to need to supplement some of those things because you're just not going to get them no matter how hard you try. And, And we have tons of biohacks to to prove that getting enough sleep, that's where it all comes together. If you've exercised and ate well and uh, stopped eating after dinner, and then you get seven to nine hours of sleep for your body to get rid of all those toxins and your gut microbiome to heal and your brain to detox and all these wonderful things happen. And so it may sound too simple, but I promise you do it for six months. And like I said earlier, I, 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 I bet anyone who does this for six months will never go back and they'll never be fooled by another silver bullet diet. It is so true. And, and, you know, there's a saying in my world, if it seems too good to be true, it is because people are looking for that fix, right? That one thing, it's not one thing. It does take some work. I want to also touch on you, you mentioned how with each of these things, it's, creating the routines to be successful at every, whether it's business, health, it's all about, to quote you, the mundane, but really making it routine. And and I would say it's not going to take six months for somebody to never go back because as soon as people realize how well they can feel, that becomes all the reinforcement they need. I see it over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I I think of it like a health, uh, like a flywheel. Picture a very huge flywheel, you know, maybe one made of stone, this massive wheel on an axle. And your job is to pull this thing and to get it to spin. When you, when you start pulling, it'll barely move and you might get really discouraged. But if you keep pushing and pushing and pushing, finally, this big, huge thing will start slowly moving on the axle. And you keep pushing the same amount of pressure over and over and over. The wheel goes faster and faster and faster and faster. And finally, if you get a big stone flywheel going fast enough, if you grab it, it'll suck you under. Yep. <laughs> but the problem is that too many people barely get their flywheel going. Oh, this thing's barely moving. I'm letting go and moving yeah. on to the next flywheel. And they go from flywheel to flywheel to flywheel to flywheel and never get anything to spin. I love that visual. I'm a very visual learner. That that was really, really well put. And, and also directly goes to, I always say, you know, nobody got unhealthy in a day or a week or a month. And for me, I've been well for several years and I feel better every six months than I did six months ago. I mean, it's, wow. I, I think sitting here right now, like, no, I couldn't possibly feel better. And yet when I look over my shoulder, I'm like, wow, I either have a little more energy or I'm stronger, you know, and, and, or, or, and so, you know, like you, I'm in my fifties and it's exciting to feel younger as I go through life and continue to learn and biohack and test and improve. Agreed. Me, me and you are on the same wavelength. I mean, I, I, yeah, everything you just said, that's me. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying being a grandfather. I'm healthy with my grandkids. I can go play and do anything that they want to go do. And that's what it's really all about. It's we, we just want, you know, we want the health to have a really great and meaningful life with our loved ones, with our grandkids. I want to have great grandkids. I love How would that it. be? Uh, that I'd love would to be, be amazing. It will. You will. I, I'd love to take <laughs> a great grandson or great granddaughter golfing. 
That, that I think is that would a fan and walk awesome. the course. Walk <laughs> the course. I love, I love it. it. <laughs> this is going to be really hard for you. I have a feeling, Dave, but I got to do mm. it because this is the the last question I ask every time. Okay. What is one step? That's the hard part that listeners can take today to start to improve their health. Okay. Start a meditation program. I love it. Because that's foundational to the health. You see, what's what's stopping a lot of people, it actually isn't that they don't know what to do. It's that they're living a little out of control. People just don't feel like they have control over their lives. And the media and the environment and the people around us and politics and all this stuff is just negative energy dragging us down all the time in the back of our mind, you know, working on us in a negative way. And these things do play out. They lead to binge eating. They lead to a lack of control. They lead to sitting in the restaurant, choosing between that Cobb salad or the burger and fries and making the wrong choice, right? And for me, I started a daily habit of meditation six years ago, and it underlines and undergirds every other good thing going on in my life. So I feel like without that, that I, I wouldn't be able to do other things as well as, as I'm, I'm doing. And I do think too many people live with too much stress. Cortisol is running too high. Their adrenals are out of control. Mentally, their mind is racing. We have in Buddhism, they call it the monkey mind, right? Yep. And so I, I think until you get control of that, it's going to be hard to control anything else. And no, again, I, I should I don't I shouldn't use the word control. I don't have perfect control by any means. I have all the same problems I just described. I'm not saying I'm above or better than anybody. All I'm saying is that through a daily habit of meditation, it it has helped me level up. Like in a video game, you hit a new level, right? Absolutely. I, I'd say in that every I, aspect of life, I say, you know, then you're a better partner, a better business person, a better friend, yes. a better grandfather, a be- you name it. You are just a better human being when you are executing a, a meditation practice. Yeah. Everything else becomes easier. And so that's actually doesn't sound like a health tip, but I feel like it is. Oh, it, I you I I swear I didn't plant this. My listeners know how I feel about how important it is, but I love that you went there. You surprised even me. So there you go, everybody. Start that meditation routine, and it can and start small. Just build the habit. I'm so glad you said that. It doesn't have to be complex. Start with a simple breathing practice, but just start with something. I would say work on it. Make it make it important. Start simple, but make it a bit of a practice. Read a book, you know, listen to some podcasts, listen to something about Zen or whatever your background is that that, that works for you religiously, spiritually, whatever. And it doesn't even have to be religious or spiritual. It can just be breathing. It can be mindfulness, simple mindfulness, whatever, but yeah, start simple, but be serious and be a student and see where it takes you. I love that. Start simple, but be serious. And and we are all students and you and I embrace that every day. So that is golden advice right there, everybody. We're going to have all the links in the show notes, but for those that listen like I do, maybe they're driving or hiking or somewhere and listening, what is the best place for somebody to go find you? Dirobi.com, D-I-R-O-B-I.com. And we have uh, a lot of great free resources uh, there on the resources. I encourage you to look through those. We also have 
a, a phenomenal line of supplements based off of the biohacking evidence of the last few years, the right ingredients at the right amounts for people over the age of 18. We have nothing for kids. These are generally actually meant for people between the ages of 30 and 70 to help with the current issues that most people complain about uh, losing weight, brain fog, lack of sleep. These are p- some of the people's t- lack of energy. And, and so I mentioned toxins. I know you have a great glutathione product. So we do, we do. Yeah. And so we have formulations based on the latest clinical research, the right amounts in the right forms to help with, with some of these things. So check those out. And, uh, and Julie, you have your own link, so you can put that in the show notes and that'll get people 10% off which is quite the gift and you are quite the gift. We could do 10 episodes. I just always love (laughs) talking with you. And and I love that everything you say is so relatable. I, I tell people all the time, you know, I specialize in autoimmunity, but it's, it's, it's inflammation, it's inflammaging and everything translates on the spectrum to everyone. And so I love having you on and, and just, really showing that we all just need to be doing the same thing, no matter what particular challenges we may or may not be facing. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been fun to be here. And we shot for 30 minutes and we we, we did go over. I know we blew it, but we could have gone an hour and a half. That's right. That's right. So we may, we may bring you a part two on another day, everybody, but we're going to give you the rest of your day back. So thanks, Julie. It's been great. Thank you. For everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guests. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.